0: Well, as Phil just said, we are continuing our series, The Holy Spirit and You, and this series really is all about you, because God wants you to know, and he wants to remind all of us as often as possible that he is for us, he is with us, and he is in us. He's for us, he's with us, he's in us and this morning I'd like to offer just a few thoughts on the intimate relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit before we hear a testimony from a member of our congregation. So I'm gonna just quickly pray one more time. We're gonna dive right on in. God, the truth and the reality that you are for us and with us and in us could and should and can change everything about our lives could and should and can change everything about our current circumstances and so Holy Spirit I invite you to illuminate that truth for us even more today and help us to hear you clearly it's in the name of Jesus we pray amen okay first a joke for you one day a priest was walking through a thick green jungle when suddenly he came upon a hungry lion he could see that he was in danger and so he quickly prayed, Lord, please put the Holy Spirit into the heart of this beast so he doesn't eat me. Suddenly the lion stopped, a glow formed around him and as he bowed into his head in prayer he said, thank you Lord for this meal. <laughs> that was really nice of y'all to laugh because that joke came out of a book I found in the fifth grade. But it's been with me all this time, and I've just been waiting 30 years to use it, and now it's my time. Um, That's not exactly how it works, right? But I told you that joke because it does give way to what I do wanna talk about today, which is the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And because of that, there's an intimacy that we share with the Holy Spirit, and there are expectations that we can have of the Holy Spirit. Because he dwells within us and he has power available that and that power can fill us at any time and fill us to accomplish kingdom work. So I want to share our scripture selection for this morning. Um, it's very simple, uh, but let's not overlook the simple things. Sometimes that's where the gems come from. I'm going to fix this for one moment. There we go. Okay. Thank you. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. I used to look over or overlook this scripture, um, but it's really been speaking to me. It says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I really like this scripture because it gives us a model of the Trinity. Can you put it back up for me, please, Shay? In this scripture, you're seeing a model of the Trinity but you're also seeing how we are to relate to the Trinity. And unfortunately, what I see is a lot of God's children are saying yes to the first two. We're saying yes, absolutely, I will take the grace. Do you have it in an extra large? Absolutely, I'll take the grace. Love of God, please, I'll take all the love that you have. But do we need the fellowship of the Holy Spirit? And we do. We do, because he is the one that is pointing us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one pointing you to the one who is going to ultimately transform you. And that's a lifelong journey, and the Holy Spirit desires to fellowship with us. He wants to come along for the ride, and when the occasion calls for it, he wants to fill us with supernatural power To carry out the mission of Jesus. Uh, I want to be honest with you. As I was preparing for the message, um, I kept feeling like there was going to be someone here today, maybe a man, who is not quite sure about the Holy Spirit, who has a little bit of doubt about this Holy Spirit thing. And I don't think it's because you're a bad person. I do not think it's because you don't have enough faith, but perhaps because You have not had the type of experience with the Holy Spirit that you've heard other people talk about. So if that is you, man or woman, and you have trepidation, you have doubt when it comes to the Holy Spirit, what I want to do is invite you, if you can, for just a moment, to take that. You don't have to push it down. You can hold that truth. But let's take it and let's turn to God with it. And here's the good news. When we talk about turning to God, we don't have to turn very far. We don't have to move at all. You no longer have to change your zip code in order to access the living God. He's not just out here, he is in here with you. He's moved on the inside and the kingdom of God has come with it. So. When you read scriptures like neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, that is not just a poetic statement. It's not just the longest sentence. It is a truth and a reality. You can't be separated from him, for he dwells inside you now. Where you go, he goes. That's why you can't help but get up in the morning and come here on a Sunday, because he's calling you. Or when we look at that promise in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, I will never leave you nor forsake you. How often have you reminded yourself of it? And the next time you do, remember that too holds true. He cannot leave you. We are bound together now. What would it look like for us to not only recognize, but trust and act and live out that knowledge, knowing that God is on the inside of us. He's already in your struggles knowing that we really do have an intimate relationship with him, and he wants to fellowship with us. Too often, we only want the Holy Spirit for the power that he can fill us with to take on kingdom work. We want him to fire us up for the highest highs, but he wants to be there for the simple, everyday, ordinary, mundane stuff too and there is nothing wrong with desiring to be filled with power by the Holy Spirit, but we can't do that at the expense of having an ever-deepening relationship with him where we're just walking it out with him day by day. Boom, looking at you, Stephen. So if I could offer you just one piece of advice, one exhortation on how to live and interact with the Holy Spirit, it's this. You're gonna wake up in the morning, You're going to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. And then, this is key, you're going to set your sails to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. You're going to wake up. You're going to acknowledge him. Hello, I know you're there. And then you're going to set your sails to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. G. Campbell Morgan said that. That is to be our posture. Now, the likelihood that the Holy Spirit is going to send a strong wind that blows you to a foreign place and carries you off to some life-changing mission every single day, that likelihood is is pretty slim. Some days, you may not go very far. Some days, it might feel like you're not moving at all. But your sails are always to be up and ready That way, when the wind does blow, when he is ready to use you, when he is ready to fill you with power so you can walk into your family and say, this will not work. I have to lay hands on it. I have to pray over it. I have to encourage that person. This way, when he comes, you're ready to go. You're ready to move. You don't know when the wind is going to blow and you don't know where it's going to come from. If you want an experience with the Holy Spirit, just wait. I mean that. I used to desperately long to have this life-changing encounter with the Holy Spirit. And if that's you and you want that, Just wait. But we are not to wait passively. No, y'all. We are to wait with our sails up and set. That is why you see me dancing like a crazy person, dancing like Mick Jagger over there. Start me up. If you start me up, I'll never stop. Because I'm setting my sails. It's not that I'm always in the greatest mood of my life, but I know that there's power available, and I know that if I position myself, if I open myself, if I let my sails be up, when he does blow, yes, he will catch me too, and that's what I want. So what does it look like for us to set our sails? You don't have to dance like Mick Jagger necessarily, although I do recommend it. But what does it look like? It's the simple stuff. Three quick ways to set our sails. Number one, we acknowledge the Holy Spirit because we want intimacy and experience. We want that encounter with him. So acknowledge him. No one likes to be ignored. No one likes to be treated less than. And the Holy Spirit is a person. And there's no limit to what you can learn about him. My husband, my daughter, my friends still surprise me day after day. Every time I think I have a sense of what Alex can do with a guitar, he still surprises me over and over again. The Holy Spirit is the same. Invest in getting to know his story, perhaps his names, perhaps some of the roles he fulfills in our lives. Here are just a few of the things that he does. He convicts, he illuminates, He teaches, he guides, he assures, he intercedes, he directs, he warns. And if you want to go over those in your own time, most of those can be found in three chunks in the Bible. In John 16, in Romans 8, and in Acts 20. Number two, how do we set ourselves for intimacy and an experience with the Holy Spirit? We listen for his voice. We listen for his voice. Well, how do we know what his voice sounds like? We read the word. That is his voice. That is him talking to you. No pun intended, he has a way with words. He has a rhythm to his voice. Even when he's correcting you, never to put you down, always to pull you up I correct you because you're better than that I correct you because you have more potential than that come up to your greatness look at how pretty you are look at how strong you are look at how I've never failed you Robert look at how I've never failed you right when you read his word then you begin to hear his voice now you can listen and obey And number three, how do we set our sails for intimacy and experience? We make space for the Holy Spirit. He needs a little bit of space, just like anybody else. And of course, he's moving into a pretty crowded place. We have a past. We have histories. We have things we are holding on to that we're just not ready to let go of just yet. And yet, if we will make space for the Holy Spirit, he will come in he will do the rest. This, my friends, is what Oswald Chambers calls being a holy experiment. Shay, please. Oswald Chambers, it's my boy. When I get to heaven, we're definitely going to have brunch. Definitely. He said, we have the idea that we can dedicate our gifts to God. However, you cannot dedicate what is not yours. There is actually only one thing you can dedicate to God, and that is the right to yourself. If you will give God your right to yourself, he will make a holy experiment out of you, and his experiments always succeed. God's experiments always succeed. Brothers and sisters, We are not setting our sails with the risk of being shipwrecked. We are setting our sails to be transported to heavenly places and to experience more out of life than we ever could if we were walking it alone. Whatever God has intended for your life. Close your eyes for a moment. Whatever God has intended for your life, wherever God plans for you to go, he intends to go with you, not only to send you, but to go with you on the inside through the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and open your eyes, because now it is my pleasure to introduce to you someone that I have witnessed give up the right to himself over and over again through the years. I have witnessed this man and this family be a holy experiment, and it has greatly blessed me. I cannot say enough good things about him. He's funny, he's vibrant, he's an athlete, he worships full out, He's a wonderful father, a wonderful husband, a world traveler, and I just can't wait for you to hear what he has to say to you this morning. Please give a very warm welcome to my friend and my brother, Clive Ellison.
1: So I'll try that as well. Can everyone close their eyes? I'm not gonna have you open them again, though, and I'll just read off my script, so. so actually, I've got two. I've got I've had a second one, just in case. All right, so. I don't, I, if you do know me, you know I, I like to talk about myself. Uh, but I don't like to do it about particularly deep stuff, and I don't, it's not gonna stay. And and I don't like to do it uh, about really personal stuff, so uh, just a caveat, it might get a bit messy. I don't see any tissues anywhere, but I'll keep going. So so if you don't mind, um, I'm gonna read this. Uh, My dad used to deliver uh, sermons and he always wrote them down and he read them out. So on Father's Day, I wanna follow in his footsteps. When I received the uh, email from Marcy asking me to do a testimony, I panicked, firstly due to the intense fear of doing this, but also because I didn't really think of myself as having any impressive uh, spiritual encounters, certainly none worth sharing in, in this kind of setting. I think my first reaction was the classic Christian uh, counter. Let me pray about that and get back to you. Then the next week, Phil got up. There he is. Phil got up and he called us out. He called us to be contributors. Contributors. It's easier uh, when you said it, uh, and not just consumers. Well, he essentially called me in a, a potato and a hat, and, and then I realised. God just wanted me to do this. That said, the upside of uh, Marcy and Phil inspired panic was that it prompted me to mark down all my spiritual encounters. And after racking my brain, I was kind of embarrassed about how few I could recall. There must have been more. But this was a lesson in itself. If we're not centered on God, if our sales aren't up, open, paying attention, we'll, we'll miss God's decisive action in our lives. So, this morning, oh, actually, no, before I do that, this morning I wanna share one encounter which uh, passed my so-called spiritual uh, sniff test. These tests, neither theological nor revelatory, are as follows. One, did the situation move you to feel peace or a burst of sudden intense emotion, or or both. And I'll I'll say, as I said at the beginning, it's a low bar for me, I'll admit. I'm a crier. Essentially, every Korean drama, romantic drama, could be a spiritual experience for me, so. (laughs) So number two, does the encounter address a prayer or reveal an issue that needs to be brought to God? And three, Did the encounter make you wanna praise God? Did you wanna tell it to others? Did you wanna share it? So, as an aside, I wasn't sure that this was the right encounter to share. There was a couple of others that seemed more kind of dramatic, a better story perhaps. Uh, But this encounter, involving a fairly typical daily family interaction, was one that nudged its way to the front. Even though I didn't know at the time, I would be speaking on Father's Day, so apparently the spirit was already uh, blowing and and, and my sales were up. So here goes. We had just returned to New York from Beijing. It was during uh, school holidays, uh, so naturally the kids were packed off to an eye-wateringly expensive summer camp. Mila, my uh, now 10-year-old daughter, was enrolled in ice skating camp And as parents know, this typically involves an inconveniently timed show at the end of the camp to show how little they've learned. (laughs) So, I walked Logan and Mila to the pickup point each morning. The kids had been enjoying being back in New York, being able to really speak the language and understand it, and going to camp, so the walks were typically fun and playful. However, on this day, show day, getting ready and walking to the bus, Mila was down, she was withdrawn, she was anxious. She was worried about performing in front of people. who did she get that from, I wonder? At this point, I embarked on a series of well-practiced routines to cheer her up. I distracted her with humor, uh, when that didn't work, I sang one of my Miller in- inspired rhymes. Uh, when that didn't work either, I dug deeper. I tried to rationalize the situation with her. Uh, I empathized, I encouraged, I cajoled, I uh, threatened. Uh, none of it, none of it worked. So, reaching the end of my tether and feeling a bit rubbish as a father, I, I, I received some di- divine inspiration. You know what? Let's pray about that. So we stopped right there on 25th and 1st in the front of the M15 select bus, and we offered up a quick prayer. No sooner has I said, amen, a chap dressed a little bit like a kindly traffic warden hopped off the bus and crossed 25th street, coming towards me, arms flailing for attention. And as he came in close, he said, hey, I see you guys. I see you guys walking here every morning. And I just wanna say that I see you. I think you're a fantastic family. And I want you to know that I think you're great. Told you I was a crier. (laughs) So. Oh, there you go. I'll need a bit more of that. So. A manifest presence of God's love had joined us on the sidewalk, which produced intense emotion. Tears welled up for me, kind of like this. Peace settled upon us, not like this. And joy returned to our walk. Mila got the confidence boost she needed. I got to feel less helpless as a father. And Logan feel less worried. It felt like God had stepped inside our family but of course, he was already there all along. We were just too self-centered, too inwardly focused to notice. As God, as God wrote, oh, sorry, God wrote, well, yeah, true, and John, uh, we, we love because he first loved us. So we spent the rest of the walk speculating on whether that was an angel sent by God. So the Spirit told us we're a good family, or a great family, but someone was missing. Where was mom? Where was Sonia? So about a week after, <laughs> again, first and 25th, very holy place apparently, on, uh, on August 31st, my birthday actually, uh, we happened to be rehashing the, the, the angel theory for uh, Sonia's benefit, and at that moment, another stranger, uh, a woman, walked past and said to Mila, you're beautiful. And as she swept by Sonia, she said, you too, which set us off all over again. So, I'm nearly done, so it's okay. Uh, I suppose whether you see these as a series of weird New York coincidences or as an intimate spiritual gift, it could be a choice. For me... There was no choice. It was God reminding us that self-sufficiency is, is not enough, but God's sufficiency makes all the difference. It was God reminding us to live a God-centered life, to put Him first, opening your posture, to be focused upwards and outwards, and of course, to always do whatever Marcy tells you to do, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you feel. So that's it thank you for your time Uh, thank you god that this is over and uh and let i'll I'll pass it back to uh jasmine who who does this wait there let me just try it all right
0: Clive was generous enough to share a few of his notes about what he had planned to say with me a week ago and I was so moved again by the way that Clive and Sonia let the Holy Spirit be a part of these everyday ordinary simple moments and so moved by the way in such a simple pure way he made space for the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit showed up. And I wanna say to fathers and mothers, there is no junior Holy Spirit. The children don't get like a junior version, right? They get the Holy Spirit. And you can trust the Holy Spirit with your children and trust to talk about him and bring him into those conversations. And I really believe the sooner our children learn to listen for his voice and and do exactly what Clive so beautifully modeled for Mila in that moment, to just stop and pray and ask for that help, man, the easier and smoother their lives are going to be. I uh, have loved how we've ended this time over the past couple of weeks, which is by inviting our worship team to come up. So I wanna invite them to come back And then we have invited people to go to the back to pray with those who are waiting for you in the back and would love to pray with you, but also to just turn to one another, to turn to the person next to you, and just take a few minutes to pray. Um, Pray for whatever it is that you walked in here with today that you don't want to leave with. So let's take a moment to do that, Um, and then we will come back and have communion um, and continue to worship together. Uh, why don't I open us in prayer and then we'll just we'll continue as we worship and pray together. Uh, Lord, you just used Clive to so beautifully show us who you are and how you operate in our lives. Spirit, take over this time. Spirit, help us to give voice to what we might not have been able to before, but what we, what we do want to ask for your help with this morning. And Holy Spirit, as you did for Clive that day. Show up and and be what we need you to be. Amen.